All glory goes to God. How amazing God is. He takes us from the miry clay. He puts our feet up on the rock and he gives us a song. That's the God that we serve. If God looks for great people, perfect people, you will find none. That's why God, the greater the mess, greater the message. Greater the test, greater the testimony. What a mighty God we serve. This morning, I just want to talk to you about just a few minutes about, you know, the, the importance of hearing from God. You know, I just, when Dana was sharing, I was like, does she has to do this today? You know, I don't like sad goodbyes. I always like to be happy and, 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 and celebrate. But this morning, what she says goes along with my message. Because every single one of our lives, us tonight, or in this season, are going through a phase of changes. The Holy Spirit is changing. He's ooing. He's moving. Many of us are ankle deep and knee deep and, and waist deep. But he's moving us into deeper waters. Because God is about to do something great great and mighty in every single one of our lives if we believe. Today, this morning, my text is taken from John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Just four points to my sermon. My sheep listen to me. They hear my voice and they follow me. This morning, I want to talk to you about the shepherd, this great shepherd. You know, friends, as much as we are so excited that the storm moved away, you know, things are not happening like everybody thought it would. But I will tell you this morning, it's the grace of God that you and I are here today. It's the grace of God that we are whole today, that we are not, you know, consumed because of the grace of God. But let me tell you one thing, is that everywhere changes. Politically, there are changes. Economically, there are changes. Physically, there are changes. As we go from country to country to country, what we are seeing today is that the creation is groaning for the second coming of Jesus. In the midst of these changes, the only place that is safe and secure, my friend, is the will of God. This is the complete will of God. We need to, God is looking for a group of people who are surrendered completely to him. So many times, enemy looks at us and shows us our weakness and we say, oh my gosh, I don't have it together. I can't preach or I can't do this. But God is asking you, what do you have in your hand? If you, he is your shepherd, who is the shepherd? Is Jesus Christ. He is the greatest man in history. He has no servants but they call him master. He has no degree, but they call him teacher. He has no medicines, but they call him healer. He has no army, but kings feared him. He has won no military battle, but he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet he was crucified. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. Do you know your shepherd? If he is your shepherd, you will not want. Who is your shepherd? He is the bright and morning star. He is lily of the valley. He is El Shaddai. He is El Elyon. He is everything you need. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows every star by name. He holds a billion stars in the palm of his hand. He, at his word, this world was formed. Zoologists call him Lion of Judah. Botanists call him the Tree of Life. Cooks call him the Bread of Life. Mathematicians call him Alpha and Omega. Engineers call him Strong Tower. Doctors call him 
him the great healer. Geologists call him the rock of ages. He's a father to the fatherless. He's a God of the oppressed. He is a husband to the widows. He is the king of kings and he is my father and I call him daddy. Do you know my father? Do you know my daddy? What has he done in your life? There is nothing that you cannot do today because all heaven will back you when you walk in the supernatural power of God. My shepherd, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. That is your destiny in your life. Regardless of what atmosphere, what hostile atmosphere you fear, when you carry the supernatural power of God, you can change that atmosphere and you can bring it into alignment with all that God has for you. God listens, my sheep listen to my voice. My dear friend, Psalm chapter 25 verse 14, the Bible says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will make known to him, them, his covenant. Does God's secret rest with you? Jesus told Abraham, God told Abraham, I will not do anything without telling my friend. Y'all are so serious, I'm gonna make you laugh. There was this angry husband who sent a text to his mother-in-law, and he said, dear mom, the product, your daughter, is not cooking well. It's not taking care of me like you promised. And the mother-in-law texted back to the son and said, my sweet son, it's because I am, the warranty has been expired. I'm not responsible for the damages caused by rough use. <laughs> my sheep, hear my voice. This morning, God wants to lead us, not in small things, but in every aspect. If there's one thing I want to tell you this morning, he wants you to crazily abandon yourself into the will of God. Crazily, he does not want us to use our mind. We see in Acts chapter 10, the story of Peter and Cornelius. Here, Peter had a great ministry. He had just been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Even though he is full of the Holy Spirit, yet the Lord wants to expand his life. Even this morning, God wants you and I to expand our life. He wants to take us from just enough to more than enough. So now Peter's have this great ministry and he's become hungry. So he went, I went to this place in Israel, by the way. So he went to the rooftop to nap while the lasagna was being cooked. And so while he's taking this nap, he falls into this deep trance. And in that trance, God sends a scroll to Peter. And when Peter looks at the scroll, it's full of unclean things on that scroll. And God is saying to him, arise, Peter, eat. And Peter says, God, what are you talking about? Don't you know you told us in the Old Testament not to eat anything that, has, that is crawling? I don't want to eat anything unclean. And here, while God is messing with Peter's perspective, while he's messing with his theology, while he's messing with his holiness, while Peter's whole, you know, everything was wonderful about Peter, except he had an issue. His issue was, I am Jewish. This is for us. And God is saying, no, Peter, I'm anointing it to give it to everybody. So his whole paradigm is being shifted here. While God is preparing Peter, God is preparing Cornelius. We find in the life of Cornelius, order man, just a nobody. He's just, you know, just going, doing what he can on a day-to-day -day basis. Bible says that he was generous. 
And as he was generous and doing good work, saved by grace through faith to do good works, he gets the attention of God the Father. And he gets a visitation of an angel, and the angel says, you know, send a couple of people to go get Peter. So while Peter is thinking, what are you saying to me, God? Why are you messing with this theology? I don't know about you, but God constantly keeps doing this to me all the time. Friends, I mean, this video is nice and wonderful, but you don't know what it takes to get there. You know, I ha as much as I pray for people and they get healed, I have a really bad, you know, asthma. I know what it is to wait upon the Lord for my next breath. God messes with your theology. He messes with your perspective. Just when you know that, oh, I have it together, God will take you to another uncomfortable zone. But I know this, that your greatest miracle happens in the place of your greatest discomfort. Oh my God, when Felix took me to Kenya, you know, Nairobi was great, but then this pastor said, we're going to go four hours to the mountain. It's just this little, you know, like a small Jeep, and you sit in that Jeep. I mean, every stone, you're like going that way. You know, by the time I ended up up the mountain, my back was finished. And then little Hadassah was going, wanting to go to the restroom. She opened the restroom. There was two roosters sitting in the restroom just flew on her face. And then you ask for water, they bring you this, you know, chocolate milk water. You know, it's from the river. And then I'm like, can I see the river? And the lady says, there's a big anaconda there, we can show you that too. I was like, no, my faith is not there yet, I'm not going to the river. But what I'm saying is, God loves to mess with our theology. What he's trying to do is, Edith, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Of course we will have issues every single day. We have to go from glory to glory to glory. We have to lean and depend on God. But as we do that, as we get out of the way, God wants you and I to walk in an atmosphere of supernatural anointing. When God called me for an international evangelist, you know what he said? I want you to have an international heart and an international stomach. You are not going to belong to any nation, any tribe, any people group. Every single person I bring them before you, you have to look at them through the eyes of Jesus. And you have to pray for them like they are your own. Get out of the way. Friend, this morning, America is calling out for a group of people who will know God, who will know their shepherd, who can bring this atmosphere of supernatural anointing to touch heaven and change earth. You'd maybe God did not call you to thousands like he called me, but he wants you to stop for that one person in Kmart, for that one person on Walmart. If we hear the voice of God, Psalm 32 verse 8, the Bible says, I will show you the way you must go. I will keep my eyes on you and counsel you. Then Peter swallowed his perception and he followed Jesus. The Bible says, as he went into the house of Cornelius, as Peter was talking, the Holy Spirit fell. Don't you want him to be in a place like that? That you don't have to make it happen. As you are speaking, God is going before you and doing mighty exploits. My sheep, hear my voice, I know them. God knows every aspect of our lives. God knows every single weakness that he has. We come as a package in the, in, the, in the body of Christ. Friends, there is no competition. There is only complementation. God needs every little puzzle to build the big picture that he's showing globally. Lastly, God wants us to follow him. 
You know, when I was in Andaman Island in, uh, in February, again, God was messing with my mind. When we landed in Andaman Island, it's a big stadium, but only four rows were filled on the first day. God's eyes like, Lord, you sent us here. What, what about the people? Where are the people? And the Lord was like, can I teach you something? Where is your faith? Why can't you believe? So the next day, it was my birthday. And so we are in this little church, in a mountain church, praying for this people, preaching to this people. And the Lord that morning says, I want to heal eyes today. To this day, when miracles happen, my legs are still shaking. Because I'm thinking, oh my God, okay, I'm going to pray for these people. Just in case nothing happened, I'm going to bring my mom and say it's all about her, not me. So I'm already set up my mom to come behind me and pray for these people in case they don't get healed. But God is saying, where is your faith? I'm going to use you today. So I'm now asking brownie points. I said, Lord, it's my birthday, so please heal at least two people. Let that be my, you know, let that be my birthday present. So here I'm praying for these people that are like, you know, 10 women have glaucoma, eye problems. I'm praying for them. And next thing I know, I don't even have faith to go check because, you know, it's, it's not America where you say, oh, as you go, you'll be healed. Or, you know, God loves you. This is Hindus and Muslims. I mean, it's the real deal. If you say God is healing, they've come here for a miracle. They have no plan B. They intend to go back home healed. Every single one of them got healed. It was like, it was like the Lord just... He just took like a, you know, a, a paper and just peeled it out of their eyes. Behind me there was a Bible verse. Every single one of them read that Bible verse. And so after this meeting happened, what advertisements could not do, what televisions could not do, what, what other people could not do, these 10 people went and shared it to the whole village. The next day the stadium was half packed. And the Lord is saying, where is your faith? I'm like, okay, I'm believing God. So there was this Hindu man, a government man who came and sat in our meeting and he saw some of these miracles and he took Felix's uh, number and information about us and he said, tomorrow morning, check the newspapers. So we are like, are we going to get into trouble? You know, because when you preach in all these countries, it's very dangerous. The next day morning when we opened the newspaper, half a paper, Andaman Islands, he gave us full publicity for this crusade. A Hindu man inviting Hindu people to come to a Christian crusade to hear the gospel and see the people be healed. That is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. That's what... That's what I'm talking to you about. He wants you to think outside the box. He wants us to let go of our degrees and our mind and our perception. And you know what? God, in this, in this, in this passage, the next divine connection for Peter to go to the next level was Cornelius. Friends, this is very important. I'm moved by the Spirit of God to tell you this. In this season, God wants you to be spiritually sensitive to the divine connections he's bringing in your life to take you to the next level. If you want those connections to be packaged in the way that I want it, you can miss it. But if you are saying, God, I'm willing to be stretched further. I'm willing to go with you further. I'm willing to go into deeper waters. Connect with your divine connections. You know what Billy Graham said? You know, the Holy Spirit convicts. God judges, but it's my responsibility to love. Maybe the people that God will bring you may not have it together, but if you connect with them, as you go, the Holy Spirit will fall on you, an explosion will take place in your life, and you will go into the fullness of all that God has for you. Lastly, and when I was going in Andaman Island, the pastor said, I want to take you to another island to show you something amazing. So we went to another island, I was thinking it's a mountain church, 
He took us in this helicopter. This helicopter is not American Navy helicopter. This helicopter is speaking in tongues helicopter. You, gotta, you, you have to speak in tongues to land in that, in, in, that, in that island. So, I mean, it's just wobbly, the whole thing. I was like praying my way through to just be, get there alive. So we got there. And he took us to this little shack with five people. He told us to pray for them. When we prayed and we gave the gospel, the presence of God just came upon them. That little shack became a sanctuary because the Holy Spirit was in that place. And then he took us to this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sea. And he showed us, you know, Felix was talking to the local island people. They were talking a language called Hindi. I don't know what he was talking about. The next thing you know, he was taking off his clothes. He's putting on a scuba diving suit. He wants to go under the ocean. My husband can't even swim. He wants to go scuba diving. So I thought, God, already I've been stretched by this helicopter. Now he's going under the sea. And I was thinking, if something happens to him, what about me? I'm going to go with him. So I put on the scuba diving on that oxygen tank. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm just going with God. So I took my Hadassah, gave her to my mom, and I said, in case I don't come back alive, just take you know, my daughter, because under the water, anything can happen. And this is this training Felix gave me. Don't take you know, the tube out of your mouth, and whatever you do, if you freak out, don't touch him, he'll hold you. That's all he said. And I'm going under the sea. So here, I'm totally afraid on top of the water. He flips me over. I'm going down under the water. The most beautiful coral, the most beautiful fishes. This is amazing. If any of you get a chance to go scuba diving, you should go. For $10, we went under the sea. But either way, as I'm looking at all this, suddenly God speaks. Hear the voice of God. He says, Edith. I know it's not this guy because he doesn't even know, I don't even know his language. My husband is not there. And as soon as he said that, I tuned my heart to hear from the Lord. And this is what he says. Are you enjoying this? I said, God, this is so amazing. There's nothing more beautiful than heaven than, than this. And the Lord said, were you afraid on top when you jumped? I said, Lord, I was freaking out. I, I risked my life and jumped. And he said, do you know this guy? I said, I don't know him. He said, yes, God does. Do you know his language? I said, I don't know him. God said, but you trust anyway. You believed anyway. You risked anyway. And you jumped in the place, right? and you saw something that you would have never seen in your life. He said, my dear daughter, you're standing on the brink of something wonderful in your life. If you would just trust me, just like the way you trusted this man, and jump in the place that I tell you, I will take you places, and I will show, things, show you things that you've never gone and done before in your life. Friend, that's not just a word for me. I believe it's for you. God is giving you that word. Can you trust me in this season of your life? Can you let go of your intellectual ability? Can you let go of what you've always done and what the familiar, will you let go and go into that deep waters where God wants to show you deep sea fishing? God wants to give you your net full of fishes. God wants to so consume you with his love, with his compassion, with his presence, with his glory to blow your mind away because you're not an ordinary person. You are a supernatural person. And when you stand in God's purpose for your life, all heaven will back you. Shall we pray? This morning I want to pray for you. I just felt this morning when I was praying, um, shall we all stand up? When I was praying for KPC and I was praying, God, what do you want me to share with your people? 
I just felt like the Lord say, he wants to blow a fresh breath over your dreams. Some of your dreams, you've been praying, 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 and it's been taking so long for those dreams to become reality. You've been asking God, Lord, what else can I do? What more you want from me? I know there's more, God. I want to be completely effective for you, doing great things for you. The Lord wants to breathe over your dreams. God wants to ignite the fire one more time. He wants to ignite your passion. He wants to ignite your anointing. How many of you will say, I want to trust God and go deeper? Put your hands up. I want to pray for you. If that's you, why don't you come forward? I'm, we're going to pray a gentle prayer, and then we're gonna, I'm going to start praying for every single one of you. Because friends, KPC is not an ordinary church. It's a fountainhead church. This is a church that's not going to just touch America. It's going to touch the nations of the world. So my people called after my name. If you humble yourself, and if you seek my face, the Lord says, I will bring revival to the land. You are not an ordinary person. This morning, God is saying to you, the Spirit of the Lord is crying out to you, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Let me do what I want to do in your life. Let me show you great on, on your behalf. Let me fight the battles for you. Don't cling on to man. Don't make it happen. Don't be disappointed when doors close on you. Don't be disappointed when people change on you. Don't be disappointed with your financial situation. Stand with God. One man with God is a majority. One woman with God is a majority. In the midst of your weakness, God's strength will be manifested. His glory will be revealed. Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witness in Judea, Jerusalem, Samaria, uttermost part of the world. Would you lift your hand this morning? Would you surrender one more time? It's urgent, my friend. We are living in a season of urgency. Jesus is going to come back any moment. Jerusalem is crying out. The tomb of Joseph has been burned. The Jerusalem, Israel has been crying out. Friend, it's not a time for us to play politics. It's not a time for us to be offended. It's not a time for us to make things, you know, just get into the mess of the world and the things. Come on, fly up higher. Come up higher. The Lord is saying, come up higher. Press into God this morning. The Holy Spirit will show you something that you need to get out of the way today. I strongly feel the Lord is saying, there is some things in our life, not bad things, maybe good things, that we are adding on with God to give us security to go where we are going. The Lord is saying, I want 100% surrender. 100% surrender. You don't add on to God. God is more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. Surrender to God this morning. Lord, I'm willing to take the cross. I'm willing to follow you wherever you call me, God. Oh, the rugged cross. I will follow the cross, God, that will lead me someday through the throne. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We come before your throne of grace this morning, Lord. There is none like you, God. Holy Spirit, come and fill this place with your glory, God. Fill this place with your atmosphere, Lord. Father, I pray that you will breathe over every dream here, Lord God. Every single child of God here is anointed by you, called by you to do great exploits, God, because in you we live and in you we move and in you we have our being, Father. This morning I pray, obstacles to be removed, God. The Lord is speaking to you, surrender. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, move. Yes, he's speaking to you. Hallelujah. I just feel like the Lord taking away that curtain that's been hiding you. 
just weighed down by circumstances, weighed down by people, weighed down by man. God wants you to let go of those relationships that's weighing you down. Let go of your family burden. He's saying, your children are my children. Your family is my family. You go for me, I will take care of them for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Holy Spirit, come. Come and move this place, God. Move in this place, Lord. Move in this place like never before. Let there be a complete change this morning. Let the glory of God be revealed in this place in a mighty way. Father, we give you praise this morning. Lord, I just thank you that a fresh wind of the breath of God is moving in this place. Father, I thank you that shackles are being broken right now. Father, I thank you perspectives are being changed right now. God, I thank you that you're breathing into that fire right now. That I thank you, Lord, that the first love is coming back, Lord God. Lord, I thank you that we are coming in alignment, coming in alignment. That's what I find. I see alignment, coming in divine alignment. The Lord is saying, come in divine alignment with me. Partner with me. Let me fight this battle for you. Let me go before you. Let me make a way, there seems to be no way. Father, this morning I pray for a mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon every single one of your children here, God. I pray for a zeal for evangelism, a zeal for missions, a zeal for the word of God will consume us this morning, Lord God. Lord, I just surrender, God. In my weakness, Lord, you abuse me, God. I don't have it together, God. I have nothing to boast this morning but the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus Christ, God, that you saved me, God. I thank you, Lord. I lift up your name, God. You said when I lift up the name of Jesus, you will draw all men unto you, God. Holy Spirit, let the fire move this morning, God. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about tomorrow I just live from day to day I don't borrow from its sunshine for its skies may turn to gray I don't worry or the future for I know
saying there's been a deep, deep, deep um, a hurt in your heart, a longing for God's security, for that love to be placed. And you've been looking for the wrong places and long people to fill that love. This morning, the Lord is saying like the Samaritan woman, I want to fill those deepest areas in your heart that you will go back rejoicing. You will go back rejoicing. You will go back rejoicing. That which has weighed you down, that which has made you sad, that which has pulled you back. This morning, God is breaking that off of your life if you would give him permission so you can rejoice in him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for filling my, your children, Father. Thank you for giving us strength this morning, Lord. Holy Spirit, move in this morning in a mighty way, God. We give you praise, Lord. Yeah, thank you. Y'all, Edith is going to pray. Just pray for folks who would like to have her. Uh, just pray for them. Parents, if you have kids, we do have to remind you they're back there. If you could pick them up, you can even bring them back if you want. Um, so from this point, you are free to leave. Or you can stay for some more ministry. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week in Jesus' name. Amen.